It can be so encouraging to hear stories of what God is doing around the world. And, um, you know, there are lots of stories, aren't there? Incredible things happening in various different countries. But, but what about here? Uh, what should we expect? Uh, what does God want to do in the Oxford area? <clears throat> I remember Alan Scott saying, if God did it for them, he can do it for us. If he did it there, he can do it here. And uh, I think God wants to encourage us this evening to uh, look and to expect to see him at work. And uh, that's exactly what Jesus said. So have a look in our first verse. Uh, Jesus uh, used this illustration, Matthew 13, verse 33. The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread, even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour. It permeated every part of the dough. And so uh, that's our first heading as well. Please, Gillian. The kingdom of God is spreading. We may not be aware of it. In the same way that we are unable to see yeast that is working through dough. But whether we can see it or not, it's happening. God's at work. Next verse, please, as well. Uh, John 5, 19, Jesus said, my father is always working, and so am I. Jesus is at work. His kingdom is spreading, just like the yeast spreads through the dome. As you head home tonight, God is at work in the houses that you pass, in the pubs and clubs and strip joints, amongst the prostitutes and pimps amongst the drug pushers and users in the four mosques here in Oxford in the Hindu temple just around the corner on London Road even amongst uh, all the atheists in the Oxford area as well. As you move around the community tomorrow uh, going to work or shopping or getting exercise God is at work in the lives of the people that you pass in the lives of the people that you sit next to on the train or on the bus, even in the life of the car driver who jumps the red lights at the traffic, uh, the traffic lights, or a uh, person who cuts you up in traffic. God's at work in their lives. The yeast is spreading through the dough, Jesus promises us. We can't see it most of the time, but there are times when we can see that it's happening. Now, uh, we bought a new capping machine uh, just recently for our apple juice. And we've got a picture of the apple juice there, and that's one of the caps. We've moved from plastic caps on the top to metal, so that's uh, less, less waste, more recycling. But uh, the first pressing of the year, we hadn't worked out how to get the perishing machine to work. It took a while. And so we put all our juice into a a big vat in order to make cider. And usually after a couple of days, we would put some white wine yeast into the vat and the yeast would then slowly begin to work. And anything from a few days to a few weeks, you'd start to see the yeast working and it would, it would take uh, weeks, sometimes even months. But um, <clears throat> we were doing this at that, in that really hot period in August, uh, if you remember that. You may have blinked, but there were several days, weren't there, when it was 27 degrees. And that was when we made this particular batch of cider. And so 
I went back and looked in the vat a few days later thinking I probably ought to get the yeast in there. It was already fermenting. Uh, there was some yeast on the skins of the apples that had been pressed and uh, it was already fermenting and uh, within a week the whole process had, had completed. You can't keep a good yeast down. And when we pray, we can pray for the temperature to rise, for the spiritual temperature in this area to go up, just as it is in many areas around the world. So the first thing to note was that God is always at work. And the second thing is that we need to pray for the temperature to rise. It's very clear that there are certain countries where the kingdom of God is powerfully and visibly at work. Uh, Iran and Afghanistan are in the top three countries where the kingdom of God is advancing at the rate, uh, the fastest rate around the world. And uh, we need to pray for that to happen here too. Don't we? Because although God is at work and the Holy Spirit is doing more in some places and in some people, and sometimes more in particular people groups than others. But as we work with that, we then start to see that spreading to other places as well. Uh, we're going to look at that in the Habits of Multiplying Disciples um, on Thursday evenings to learn to recognize where is the Holy Spirit working? Because that's, that's where we need to be working, where he's working. Jesus used a different illustration to make the same point. Can you have that one, please? Mark chapter 4, verse 26. Jesus also said the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, while he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows, but he doesn't understand how it happens. The earth produces the crops on its own. First, a leaf, leaf blade pushes through, then the heads of wheat are formed and finally grain ripens. And as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with a sickle, for the harvest time has come. I love harvest. Uh, when I was farming, there were a number of different harvest periods through the year. So lambing was in the spring. That was a very exciting and exhausting time. And then uh, the crops of wheat and barley and so on in the summer. And Jesus uses this illustration to say that the kingdom of God is like that hidden work that goes on for most of the year when you don't see what's going on. Most of the time we can't see the crops growing, but there are, uh, over a period of time, we can see the result, we can see things happening. And in the same way, in the lives of people around us, we won't see the kingdom of God working most of the time. But there are significant moments when the kingdom of God is visible, when people react to something that God's doing in their life. And it's good to be alert to those kinds of things, because God is at work. An important point from this little story that Jesus told is that far, the farmer doesn't harvest until the harvest is ripe. And that's the third point for this evening. Harvest when the harvest is ripe. As I said, I love harvest, and at the moment we're harvesting apples. So Mandy and I went uh, this week to the orchard that we're looking after for Christ Church, where there are a number of different varieties of trees around the orchard 
And very clearly, some of the apples were ripe, they were ready to pick, there were others that were not. Unripe apples are full of starch instead of sugar, and starch doesn't make tasty apple juice. So we, we make sure that we don't pick unripe fruit. In the same way, Jesus is saying that there are seasons in people's lives, um, and there will come a time when they are ready to be harvested. So don't try to harvest people too early. Give space for the Holy Spirit to be able to continue to work. I hope this isn't too controversial and it's not meant to be critical, but uh, and it's certainly not true of everything, but I think there are some evangelistic method, methods that to me feel like trying to rip fruit off the tree when it's not ripe. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I really like the discovery group method that we're looking at this term, because it helps us to recognize when the harvest is ripe, when it's ready. In John chapter 4, verse 35, Jesus said, You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. But I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. I love that image. That's my kind of heart. Yeah. Um, God is at work in the lives of the people around you in different ways and at different stages, and some are already right for harvest, Jesus says. You may wonder, in this process of God working to bring a harvest of people into his kingdom, to rescue them for eternity, bring them into that life-giving relationship with Jesus, What's the yeast? And the answer is, we are. And although the Holy Spirit is at work in the lives of people around us, he uses us as the yeast. It's the glory of God resting upon you. It's the character of Jesus forming in you. It's the love of your Heavenly Father that you're plugging into every day that is working through you. And that's what people see and that's what they'll respond to. That is the yeast. Now, if God wanted to, he could easily send any number of angels to come and do the job. Or he could, he could make people, he could force people to respond to him. But he doesn't want a load of robots. He's chosen to work through you and me and to give people the choice of how to respond. So the Holy Spirit is doing something in their lives. And then God is doing something through us as well. And when those two things come together, that's when we start to see the harvest. Mm. You may be familiar with this quote from Brennan Manning. The greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians. Who acknowledge Jesus with their lips, walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. We are the yeast. We are the ones whom God uses to bring influence into this world, whether it's for better or worse. Jesus put it this way, Matthew 12, verse 30. If you're not on my side, you're against me. If you don't gather in the harvest with me, you scatter it. The way we respond to people, the way we live our lives, the way Jesus lives through us will either attract people to Jesus 
or push them away. It will do one or the other. There isn't, I don't think there's any middle ground. And that's why the internal work that we've been doing during lockdown and before is so important. The spiritual exercises God's given us have a deep impact on our lives. And by regular use, they make us useful in the harvest. We change with our encounters with the Holy Spirit. Every time we say yes to Jesus, every time we receive more of the Father's love, and we know that it's a heart encounter with God rather than an intellectual exercise that releases life in us and makes us useful in the harvest. So I want to encourage you, and uh, this is the final point for tonight, keep doing the inner work in cooperation with the Holy Spirit. Jesus is reminding us that he's at work. The kingdom is spreading, even when we don't see it. So if you've been worried about things that have been happening in society and things happening around the world, God's kingdom is at work. Nothing has stopped. Amen. He's working in the lives of those around us, and he wants us to be ready to cooperate with what he's doing. So don't let those spiritual exercises just gather dust up on the shelf, but let's use them daily so that we become strong in our inner being. So I think God wants to encourage us to expect to see him at work. And that's exactly what Jesus said, isn't it? The parable of the yeast reminds us God is at work around us and in us. His kingdom is spreading. So be encouraged by that. If we're not seeing the kingdom of God advance as quickly as we would like, we need to pray for the spiritual temperature to rise. So yeah. if you are never sure what to pray, you can always pray like that. Even if there doesn't seem to be much harvest around you at the moment, Jesus said there is already a harvest that's ripe. It's just finding, looking, learning how to see what's ripe. You know, regularly people bring us apples that are not ripe because they haven't learned to recognize what does a ripe apple look like, uh, even though it's all on the website. And uh, <laughs> cut it open, look at the pips. If they're dark brown, it's ripe. If they're white, it's not. And in the same way, we can learn to see in the lives of people, when are they right? When are they ready to respond to Jesus? When is it right to expect to do something more with them? But there are already people who are ready to respond to Jesus, and that will increase as we pray. It will increase as we become skilled harvesters by things like the habits of an all-the-time disciple course. So please come along to that, join us on Zoom, catch up with anything that you miss. We can learn to recognize this process of the seasons and the harvest, just, just as a farmer does, just as a, a good baker does, they know when the bread is ready. And so we can be alert to those who are ready to respond, and then we can join Jesus in the harvest. And to be effective in that harvest, we need to be close to Jesus and to do the necessary work, internal work, to respond to the Holy Spirit. Because it's who we are, as much as what we say and what we do, that influences the harvest. God wants 
you and to use you to be the yeast that influences those around you and to also bring in that harvest. So be encouraged. God's at work around you. God is at work in you. I don't know what sort of a week you've had, what sort of what the days are like, what the nights are like, whether uh, you're encouraged at the moment or you're frustrated or uh, you're still exhausted from lockdown, but the fact is God is at work. And in fact, if you're feeling uh, in a place of tension, a place of uh, where there's discouragement, a place where uh, there's exhaustion or anything like that, um, sometimes that is a real God moment. That's a real kingdom moment because that's an opportunity to be able to respond to God and to open the doors once again and allow him to come in and work with us. So be encouraged. God is with you. He's working in you, and he's working around you, and he will work through you as well. So um, let's just invite the Holy Spirit to come again and see what he wants to do.